Kia ora, I'm Tim McCready and this is Too Much Talk, a podcast from Onihanga FM. Way back in 1893, Elizabeth Yates became mayor of Onihanga and the first female mayor in the British Empire. She famously said, There is in both borough councils and in parliament too a great deal too much talk. In season two of Too Much Talk, we'll be speaking to those candidates vying to be the MP for Monga Keke, as well as some local friends and commentators. This election is set to be one of the closest ever, and who you choose to represent us locally can have a big impact on what happens to our part of Aotearoa New Zealand. So listen in and make your vote count. In this first episode of season two of Too Much Talk, I speak to Mongakeke Tamaki Councillor Josephine Bartley and former MP for Mongakeke Denise Lee. We talk through how the responsibilities between the local MP and the local council are divided, what it takes to be a good councillor, and what the voters of Onihanga will be thinking about as they prepare to head to the ballot box. Well, kia ora, Denise and Josephine. Welcome on to the podcast. It's really great to have you here on this first episode heading into the election season. Kia ora. Kia ora. Maluana nei. Josephine, you've been on the podcast before, of course, in the lead up to the election for local councillor, and you were on our special panel discussion following the floods with uh, Deputy Mayor Desley Simpson and your fellow councillor, Julie Ferry. Uh, I thought... Just to check in, um, would you be able to give us a bit of an overview on how you're doing at the moment and how things at council are going? I think, um, yeah, I'm doing all right, thank you. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that my dog Milo didn't win um, New Zealand Top Dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. You made top 20, so I should be satisfied with that. But Oh, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. That's an achievement. But I think they're progressing well. Um, we're going into the long-term plan. Uh, on a process now at council, so a lot of, of what do you call it, like uh, all the different projects that are jostling for priority. Yeah, you know, getting used to a different way of doing things. So that's probably what's going to be the big focus right now at council is this long-term plan process. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess it was a, um, a big achievement to get the budget passed uh, earlier this year. Um, and it's funny you mentioned Milo because I did have it on my um, list of questions that I needed to make sure I asked you because I knew that people listening would be um, would be annoyed if I didn't. So um, pass on our best to, to Milo. Sorry he didn't win that, um, <laughs> that that competition. But top 20, not bad. Oh, not <laughs> bad. Year. Yeah, and thanks to everyone in our communities who are supporting him. Because I didn't want him to be in people's choice, but so many people kept saying, how are we going to vote? How are we going to vote? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't do people's choice for him. I just wanted him to be judged on merits. Yeah, nice. Oh, well. Um, yeah, pass on our best. And um, and Denise, you were the, um, just to remind everyone, you were the local MP uh, for the Monga Keke electorate from 2017 through to 2020. And before that, you were an uh, Auckland Council local body councillor. Um, and just a fun fact for everyone listening, you and I first met in Los Angeles um, back when you were a councillor and that was sort of pre-Trump uh, and pre-COVID days. Um, <laughs> you've, so welcome onto the podcast. You've been out of politics for a while now. I wondered if you could give us a little bit of an update on uh, what's keeping you busy these days. Um, yeah, absolutely. We'll do that, Tim. Um, but before I do that, I should point out that it's not usual for a councillor to go swanning off to LA. <laughs> 
but but for <laughs> not that these days especially right <laughs> no no so uh, unless you know unless joe's um got something booked that she hasn't told us about which she likely won't um but that particular was a great trade delegation there is a lot of good benefits from that part of that sister city uh, relationship between Guangzhou, um, China, LA, and, and Auckland. Um, ever ever the, the politician highlights. giving those details that I'd missed out. So yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> so so to the to the original question, what is keeping you busy these days? So I I have two hats that I wear, Tim. Um, I am a advocacy consultant uh, with the Property Council, and that's a membership body made up of anyone and everyone in the property sector. So it's anyone ranging from the banks, the architects, the engineers, the developers. Um, we've got all the high growth councils, Mullo Joe, um, Auckland Council is part of Property Council. Um, so if you've got any kind of property footprint and you want to get together and figure out what's great for the industry, um, where are things going next at council, at parliament, um, then that's the organisation for you. So I've really enjoyed that the past couple of years and being part of the advocacy team. And then the other hat that I wear is still elected, Tim. So still out there hustling <laughs> every three years. And that's for Entrust. So for those who live in Central, South and East Auckland, sorry if you happen to be tuning into this and you're outside that area, um, you're the beneficiary of a dividend each year from our majority ownership of Vector. So that roughly averages out to somewhere in the $300 mark. And that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. So can I do a quick early shout out? Yeah, love that. Actually, I was going to ask you when that's due because I thought it must be soon. So it's good to hear next couple of weeks. Perfect. Um, September the 20th. Brilliant. Oh, well, great to have you here. And um, and and this this particular uh, podcast on Onihanga FM is focused on the Mongakeke electorate and the choices uh, that we have at, uh, at the upcoming election. And um, Denise, I'm going to, begin with you on this, um, given uh, you were uh, a, a local MP, but I wanted to ask what, what are the qualities and what, what's important um, for a uh, for an MP? What kind of qualities should they possess? Yeah, I think that's an easy answer for me because it's got to start with accessibility. Um, and I don't always mean, you know, can you actually rock up to an MP and talk to them? Because sometimes that's not possible. They've got to go to Wellington three days a week. Um, but it's knowing that the, the office, the staff, um, the, the connectivity has to be there. If you're local, you need to be local. Um, and I know Jo's done an excellent job of this over her political career. Um, and, and if you really take that seriously, then you'll prioritise, an MP will prioritise making that local local. Um, and there's so many ways you can do that, whether it's, you know, when you're back in town and you're not in Wellington, um, you know, setting up um, cafe appointments or, um, you know, going to community groups, not just when they've got an event on, but just popping your head in the door and just saying, hey, how you going? You know, going to the AGM when you've probably been to about six AGMs that week. Um, <laughs> it's just accessibility, presence. Um, connectivity, visibility. I think, mm. you know, if you don't have that as a local MP, then I think that, um, you know, people um, could rightly ask, are you more Wellington or are you more Mogakeke? 
Yeah, and I guess really hard when you're, as you say, in Wellington, sort of up to, up to three days a week. Hard to maintain that presence. It must be something you've really got to work work quite hard at. Oh, they have no lives. They have no yeah. lives, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe's. I mean, one thing I will say, and I'm sure Joe can speak to this, is that you know it's it is relentless, eh, Joe? And look, I've been out of the MP role now for a couple of years, and. Even I thought I knew the role really well because my father was an MP back in the day. But when mm. you're out and you look back, you see, whoa, that was a very relentless lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Joe, I think there's probably a lot of parallels there in what Denise was saying in terms of your life. I know that, um, you know, you spend a lot of time out in the community. Mm. Um, but I wondered if you might be able to tell us a little bit about what the interactions look like between a councillor and a local MP, because I think um, I think for most people listening, myself included, we, we won't necessarily know what's a local MP. When, when, when is it that you would go to a local MP versus when would you go and speak with a councillor? So how does how, how would you explain that breakdown of responsibilities and and also how do you work? What's it like working with the local MP? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, I agree with Denise. It's relentless. I only know from a councillor perspective. But from what I see of an MP perspective, yeah, it is, yeah, you have no life. Like, I, my life is definitely council. I'm 100% dedicated to being a councillor that the, the stuff that I have to schedule is my family catch-ups. <laughs> 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 yeah, my fam, but my family understand, you know, this is what I set my life up yeah. for, so I totally get it. Yeah. Um, and when Denise was the MP, or even when she was the councillor, she was very local. Or, you know, just like, um, I think I'm local, but Denise was really local as well. And we worked quite well together when I was local board chair and she was the councillor. Mm. And then when she went mm. on to become MP and then I became the councillor, I think we carried on that working relationship. Um, yep. So we knew, like, our lanes and we knew when to, like, join up and kind of fight the power together. Yeah. So usually how it works is um, you'll get tagged in a lot of things that are local, which is really local board territory. Um, but then there's other things that are, you know, you can't help um, but get involved with because people don't know the differentiation. They just see you on a billboard and they think, yeah, you, you can help me or you should help me which we always help anyway. Um, and so things that are kind of like about housing or central government issues like um, transport, right, with Wakatakotahi, then you'd work with your MP. So I would work with Denise a lot on um, kind of the big stuff. Um, not on the Kiki side, but on the Tamaki side, Denise was quite active with supporting Tamaki transformation. So you're not just focused on, on one particular area, you kind of cover both sides of the ward. But yeah, that working together, local board, councillor, MP. Interesting. Thanks for thanks for explaining that. And actually, thanks also for um, for giving that context that, of course, you both have worked together, both at the sort of council level and also uh, when Denise was um, a local MP. I, I probably should have pointed that out. But um, yeah, Den Denise, do you have um, do you have any sort of fond memories of of that time as MP, what would you what would you point to as one of your your highlights? Yeah, jo, Joe's absolutely right. There, there are um, 
you know, we worked really well together and I can think of one specific example, which I won't name, but there was um, a development idea in the Mount Wellington community and her and I were invited to a meeting. Um, she was the councillor, I was the MP and we were expected, I think, to arrive at that meeting and just get on board with the, the idea and just go for it. But unbeknownst, we both arrived at that meeting and started asking the same questions. And the questions were, what does this mean for the whole entire area? If you're going to develop this, this part of Mount Wellington, um, what does it mean for all of Mount Wellington? And that's the beauty, I think, of, of both the roles is, is the, the bird's eye, sometimes blue sky, look at, at what the area needs. And while while we're very local and, and you know know everything street by street, there's an entire ward, an entire electorate to look out for. And sometimes when someone comes to you with an issue, they don't realize if, if you know if that issue goes ahead, you aren't seeing how the effect will be across the whole area. Um, and that's why it's really important to elect people who who look area wide. And in Joe's case, she's got to look Auckland wide as well. Um, that's I think the the real interesting nature of a councillor, where you're elected locally but governing regionally. Um, and um, this might be the subject for another podcast, Tim. I I actually think that's not a great system. I I think that the local government act should be changed, and the way that councillors are elected should be changed. Yeah, well, that sounds like a really good um, project that Onihanga FM could take on, <laughs> advocating for a change in <laughs> council structure, right? That, maybe, <laughs> that might be series three. <laughs> um, actually, um, I wonder if you could explain, because the, the the boundaries are different, aren't they? So there's the, the local council Mongakeke um, Tamaki boundary, and then there's the Mongakeke boundary for the local MP. What are the key... Uh, do you, could you explain what the main sort of differences well, are in those boundaries? Just don't get me started on this, okay? <laughs> it, you, you forgot there's a third, the local board boundaries are different. Oh, yeah. They don't align either. Yeah, we discovered so, that in, in so, the first season. Yeah. That was a surprise to me. <laughs> yeah, no, look, it's actually, look, if people wonder why there's a really poor turnout for local government elections, voting for your councillor and your local board and your mayor. This has got to be one of the reasons why. Is that you know? Are you are you in? What's the name of the local board area that I'm in? What's the name of the councillor that I'm in? What ward is it? What MP? Watch electorate. It just yeah. it goes. And right what do any of the them heads. do? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I just we should simplify all that for the sake of democracy. That sounds a bit grandiose, doesn't it? But for the sake of democracy, get that changed. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, given we've we've now covered off the kinds of things uh, a local MP can do and how the councillor works with the local MP, uh, I wonder if we could have a think about or talk about the things that you're thinking about leading up to this election. And I don't want to talk about the individual candidates in this conversation, um, but given Mongakiki is an area that you both know really well and you're really passionate about, I wondered if uh, you could both tell us about some of the issues you think will be really key in the minds of voters um, as they go to the ballot box in October. Uh, maybe, Denise, do you want to go first? Yeah, so I think um, Onihangaites uh, are just like any other Kiwi. 
Um, they're going to be thinking about cost of living. They're going to be thinking about health and education. Um, they're going to be thinking about, you know, the, the bigger issues. But if you draw it down locally, um, surely they'll be thinking about the, the age-old battle for um, infrastructure. And it's not even... Uh, infrastructure sounds a bit big. It's like the age-old battle for roads... <laughs> And, and bridges and just the basics in Onihanga. So I, I just, the more the years go on, I'm sure Joe feels this way too, the more the years go on, the more frustrated I get that everything happens to Onihanga. It doesn't happen with Onihanga. Um, Onihanga just seems to get told to Onihanga, hey, this is happening and then next minute, six months later, oh, by the way, that's not happening. This is happening now. And mm. I I cannot believe for the life of me that the light rail discussion, the Kiwi rail discussion, the East-West link discussion, you name it, it just goes all over the place. And you'd think a community could handle this for, I don't know, two to five years, but it's been going 15 years, 20 years. So if I was an only hunger person, I would be thinking, right, who can get some stuff done? Yeah, you must look back and sort of think, like even even right back to when you when you first came into Parliament in 2017, you must sort of feel like, in, in some ways, not not a lot has has really uh, progressed in only hunger. Um, yeah, well, why, <laughs> why do you think I went so hard with Crash Corner and that roundabout? Because it's like, well, I can get this done. It's it's actually frustrating. I know, Joe, you'll feel the same way. Yeah. 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 So, Joe, over over to you. What what are the key things you think people are are looking for locally um, as they go and decide who to vote for? I think they're looking for someone that's going to be a strong voice for them uh, in Parliament and someone that understands their issues and Maunga Kiki. Uh, and what's important for them, I think that's what they'll be looking for. Uh, because a lot of the time you'll get people that are about the big issues. Um, you know, there's housing, there's health, there's crime and all that. But I think for Maunga Kiki, they want someone that's going to fight for them and fight for their issues. Because Denise is right, they're um, overlooked because they're not mm. South Auckland. Um, and they're not really seen as central Auckland, so they're kind of in mm. the middle here on their own. And it does get overlooked, and it does get, um, it's taken its fair share of hits for the region. So, you know, like, and I think it's because it's, you know, like losing the uh, rail from Onihanga to Brutamark, losing that mm. service. Uh, because mm. of regional benefit, and it was because population-wise, you know, where Wanihanga is smaller, whereas the impact for other parts of Auckland was going to be bigger because they had more population. So, um, you know, the right thing there was to fight for that service to stay. Uh, we shouldn't, Wanihanga shouldn't lose out on anything just because it's small. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So, And then we also fought for 312, trying to keep that bus service. So there's a lot of things where Onihanga has taken hits for the benefit mm. of the region. Mm. Yeah. And it shouldn't take another hit with Kiwi Rail. So I think that should be a major election issue for this community 
uh, to, to, to demand from whoever's standing for them to be their MP. Yeah, I guess, mm. as you said, Denise, people, uh, you know, things keep happening to Onihanga rather than for Onihanga, which is yeah. exactly what you've just said um, as well, uh, Josephine. Do you think, um, Joe, as you're sort of out in the community, do you think people have a good understanding of, you know, we ran through it at the top of the episode, but the the difference between a local MP and a councillor, and do you think people, they understand the issues that they are voting on? Um, I don't think people really understand the difference. People still don't know what local boards are. Mm. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I don't. I, I just think people see you out there and they think that you're, you know, because you're on that billboard, you can help them no matter what the issue. Yeah. Mm. I don't think people understand the difference between councillor and MP. Yeah, yeah. And local boards, I'm not sure that we're ever going to get to a point where everyone fully understands um, their mm. responsibilities, but we're trying. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to ask one last kind of um, work question about the mechanics of, of how an MP works. And, and Denise, I might I might get you to give this the first crack, but I um, wondered at the moment, our, the, the local MP for Mongakiki is Priyanka, who's a, um, a Labour MP and, of course, Labour is um, in government uh, at the moment. Um, and I wondered... If there's a difference in having a local MP that is in government versus one um, that is perhaps on the opposition, and I know you were the local MP um, as an uh, opposition MP, you you were in the National uh, Party and Labour was in government during that time. Does that affect how effective a local MP can be if you are in or out of government, do you think? Um, it, it can be very effective to be a local MP in government um, and for the obvious reasons that if you're in government then you have access to the, to the purse strings, you've got the money and you choose how to spend the money. Um, I guess it depends though, even within your party in government, there's a hierarchy, right? So you've got to convince ultimately your Minister of Finance to spend some funds your way for whatever that local project might be. So I think um, it's not just good enough to be a local MP um, in government that has ideas. You've got to be a local MP in government that can persuade your own team to spend some money on those local projects. So I think you've got to have internal and external negotiation skills to get stuff done. Um, but undoubtedly, when you're in opposition, um, it can still be effective, but it's a lot harder. So you're, you're often saying that things haven't been done or they need to be done more or faster. So it can come across kind of negative, but... I, I think that really underrates what an opposition person does because we absolutely need that push and pull in our democracy, right? You need to have people who are spending the money and people who are holding them to account for spending the money. Yeah. Yep. So there's a bit of push and pull, but to answer your question, Tim, undoubtedly, if you're in government and you're a local MP, get on your negotiating hat and go straight to your own team and say, I want some, I want some results in my area. Here you go. Some good advice for whoever the, um, whoever the incoming MP is going to be. Um, Joe, I, um, a similar question to you, and it might be a little bit unfair with Denise on the call, who you had to work with, um, who was the local MP. <laughs> but do you see, from a councillor's perspective, is there a difference? Um, do you see a difference? You've had a change in um, local uh, MP that's representing Mongakeke. Does that change how you work with um, with 
the MP or or is it sort of business as usual for you, um, regardless of who's in that chair? Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's not business as usual, but um, yeah, you you got to work with whoever is your MP. Um, that's mm. just how it is because uh, you want the best for your community and to get the best for your community, you've got to work with your MP. Um, yeah. So it hasn't changed. I carry on, you know, working with Priyanka um, and have, you know, um, the issues that we have to be uh, raising with each other because they their office, like, just like with Denise's office, would always email through the local issues and then I would add in the local board. <laughs> yeah. It's still the same. Yeah, no, good, good to hear that. Um, and just finally, before we finish up uh, for this episode, there is a question that we always ask everyone that appears on this podcast, which is, could you tell us about your favorite thing or place in Onehunga and why you love it? Josephine, you've already answered this in the past, and I went back and had I had a listen to what you said. You said um, that Onehunga Lagoon and the reserve area uh, is one of your favorite spots. And I think you might have picked that because it's also one of Milo's favorite spots. Um, so I'm going to ask Denise uh, to give us her answer. But I just wanted to check whether or not you wanted to add anything else to that to that answer. You can have you can be the lucky person that gets uh, two two um, two goes at answering this if you'd like. My favorite spot. I like standing in the middle of Onehunga Mall. Because if you look down it, you look towards Mangere and the water. And if you turn around and you look up, you're looking up to Maunga Kiki and Wintry Hill. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'll but the lagoon, you're I'm right. Mm, beautiful. The lagoon is in my favorite place. It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is important. Which is important. But yeah, no, that's, totally that's a great answer. That. Um, and Denise, same question to you. What's, uh, what's your favorite thing about Onihunga? Um, I'm not going to go with a thing or a place. I'm going to go with a person because of what that person represents, which then, you know, comes back to the place. So, um, okay, that was a real complicated intro right there. (laughs) My favourite thing about Now everyone's fascinated about what you're going to say next. (laughs) Okay, drum roll. It's Bazza the Postie. So Barry, Baz... Barry Baz Bazza, whatever you want to call him, um, the 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 crazy guy with the the helmet and the, all the little soft toys sitting on it, and um, you know flowing blonde hair and all his, his death metal yep. t-shirts up at on. Santa at Christmas time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ACDC, Meatloaf, you name it, he wears all the good t-shirts. Um, he he represents to me how cool Onihanga is. Everyone knows everyone. Everyone wants to have that sense of belonging. Everyone wants to see someone who they can wave out to and know. And the consistency, it is a village. It is a defined area. And I tell you what, in other places in Auckland, you don't get that. And so when you see, you know, Baza... Mm. Um, wheeling along on his bicycle because he refuses to use, you know, the electric ones. He's so old school. Um, that reminds you that this place is really awesome and deserves to to have a bright future. What an awesome answer! And you're right. I think that does really capture the 
the sort of the essence of Onihanga. So yeah, great, great answer. And um, thank you so much to both of you, Denise and Josephine, for joining us on what is the first episode of this uh, new season of Too Much Talk. It's really great uh, to hear your perspectives as we lead into the election season. And I'm sure we'll welcome you back on the podcast at some point in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for listening to another episode of Too Much Talk. We are making these podcasts to help people be as informed as they can be ahead of the election. The success of this podcast relies on people like you helping us reach a wider audience. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please spread the word about us with your friends and neighbours or give us a review in your favourite podcast app. I'll be speaking with all of Maunga Keke's local candidates in the lead up to this year's election. So stay tuned for more conversations. Connect with me on social media if you'd like to get in touch or share your thoughts. I'm Tim underscore McCready on Twitter, Instagram, threads. And finally, a massive thanks to my producer, Josh Couch, the creative genius behind Onihanga FM and the person who made this podcast a reality. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to make your vote count on October 14th.